Hey, I'm Bill DeVille. It's the all-new Music Heads. In this installment, we'll have a chat with Tunde Adebimpe of the band TV on the radio and what he's been listening to in our guest list feature. In the essentials, our in-the-studio host Jade will talk about one of her faves by Stone Roses. Co-music director Melanie Walker has the next big thing. She'll tell us all about the up-and-comers Nikki and the Dove. And in the music meeting, we'll break down the new Blitzen Trapper album. We'll also have a sneak peek of a new track from Waves, all this time on Music Heads. But first, it's time for the music cast. Time again for the music cast. Joining me is morning show co-host Jill Riley. Hi, Jill. Hey, Bill. Let's take a look at some music news headlines. Uh, let's wrap up a loose end. Uh, PJ Harvey picked up Britain's Mercury Prize for her war-torn album Let England Shake. The honor makes PJ Harvey the first two-time winner in the history of the prize. And she previously uh, won the award about 10 years ago, 2001, for her fifth studio album, Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. This year, she topped a short list of 11 other nominees, including Adele, who I thought was going to take mm-hmm. the, the prize for her record 21. Uh, but she was up there as well. Also, James Blake was on that short list and fellow past Mercury Prize winners, Elbow. Yeah, usually it seems like it's kind of an up-and-coming artist to be a two-time winner. And she's had a career like 13 years now, I guess. Props to PJ. It's kind of unexpected, though, isn't it? She was named as a favorite to win. Um, but also, I mean, a lot of people had their eye on Adele. But I think Adele is going to clean up at the Grammy Awards, so she'll have some more Which, awards coming her yeah, way. As far as sales figures and the like, that's probably a more glamorous and a more lucrative award, you suppose, huh? Europeans take me back to beautiful England and the great and filthiness of ages and battered books and Black Keys may have finished recording their seventh studio album, but Dan Auerbach and Patrick Carney have some more music coming. Um, the Ohio Rockers have announced a new album from their bluesy hip-hop side project, Black Rock, uh, their follow-up to the 2009 debut album. While the record does not have a release date yet, Auerbach and Carney, along with hip-hop mogul Damon Dash, have tapped an A-list roster of MCs, Talib Kweli, Currency, um, the Cool Kids, Jim Jones, Ooh, just, to, exciting, yeah. just to uh, name a few. So they're slated to contribute rhymes to Black Rock 2. And you can check out a trailer about the new release on our website. You just go to thecurrent.org. All they do is record more albums. How do they... They're just studio rats, aren't they? Well, and they're, they're tour rats. They've got plenty of material, so let them go until I, they run out. I guess. Surprise! After a long, long period of inactivity, Kate Bush is on a roll following the May release of Director's Cut, which reworked tracks from her back catalog. Kate Bush has announced her second new album of the year. 50 Words for Snow contains all new tracks, seven of them in 65 minutes. It's out November 21st on her own label, Fish People, via EMI. 
Can you say, but it's about time, huh? I would say so. <laughs> um, but kind of cool, you know, those who were excited about director's cut and the fact that, you know, she was reworking some songs. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming those same fans are hoping for some brand new material. So they will have it in November. It's you this week, it was announced that New Order is planning to reunite for two charity shows next month, but without uh, one of their, well, famous members, uh, the famously disgruntled bassist Peter Hook. Hook is displeased about the whole thing and has released a Caps Lock Happy statement about it on his website. Um, His statement is as follows. I first heard about this on Monday, and it's taken me completely by surprise. Everyone knows that New Order without Peter Hook is like Queen without Freddie Mercury, U2 without The Edge, Sooty without sweep. What does that mean? I have no Joe? idea. That's one of those British things, isn't it? Uh, I guess so. Um, on a more serious note, he says, I do not understand the decision the other three have taken. I wish they had approached me first. I do not agree with the methods they have used and feel it would be courteous and professional to have spoken to me in advance of the announcements. It is very sad. What do you think? Can there be a new order reunion without Peter Hook? I don't think so, but ultimately they're just doing benefit shows at this point. Uh, you know, So when they play the big major tour and then he's not involved, then he's really got something to complain about. Yeah, and who knows? Again, this could be a one-off thing. It's not like they've planned on... I don't know, unless they maybe are planning a bigger leg of a tour, but uh, I think it's a little it's a little soon to be too upset about I it. I think I think you're right. Nice chatting, Jill. Thanks for dropping by. All right, thanks, Bill. Mm-hmm. New in stores this week: American Gold Wings, the new album from Blitz and Trapper. We'll be talking about it later on. This installment of Music Cats. Blondie has a new one too, called Panic of Girls. As does Das Racist. Album's called Relax. Features guests like Rostam from Vampire Weekend and Anand Wilder from Yesayer. New albums in stores as well from Dream Theater, East Bay Ray and the Killer Smiles featuring a guitarist and vocalist from the Dead Kennedys. Girls' new albums called Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Never Trust a Happy Song, that's the new album from Group Love. Credo, the new Human League album, has been out since uh, March in the UK but out domestically today. Mason Jennings' new Minnesota album is out too, as is the Kooks' Junk of the Heart, the post-rock instrumental band Lotus, and a new Nick Lowe album called That Old Magic. Magic Panda, speaking of magic, out today, too. As is a new album from Malajube. Mates of State's new album's Mountaintops, a new EP out today from Mogwai. Pajama Club, it's Neil Finn's new project, out, too. Primus is back with their first album since 1999 today. Strange Mercy's the new St. Vincent album that's out today. As is a new Trombone Shorty album, it's called Four True. And the supergroup of sorts containing members of Sleater Kinney Wild Flag's self-titled debut is out today. And new album out today from Ladytron called Gravity of the Seducer. We're going to check out a track right now called White Elephant here on Music Cats.
It's Music Heads from 89.3 The Current, and time again for the next big thing. And Melanie Walker has hedged her bets, and her prediction is this, to become the next big thing. What do you got, Mel? I've got the next big thing out of Sweden. Mm-hmm. It's a band called Nikki and the Dove. like Sweden's kind of a hotbed of late, doesn't it? It's totally hot over there right yeah. now. We've got Robin, uh, Peter Bjorn and John kind of really kicked it off a few years ago with their album. Licky Lee. Licky Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to move to Sweden, Bill, yeah. Yeah. because music over there is, uh, the pop music is really adventurous yeah, and off kilter, but still uh, really catchy and uh, all-encompassing at the same time. And this group, Nikki and the Dove, kind of just exemplifies that. Mm-hmm. It's I in feel the same league as that Little Dragon, too, a little bit. Little Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's tons of great music coming mm-hmm. out of Sweden. It's really been spotlighted as a country that's just churning out next big things, yeah. one after another. But Nikki and the Dove are um, a band comprising of two people, actually. It's a singer, Malin Dahlstrom, and a multi-instrumentalist called Gustav Karloff. And they just kind of popped out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, late in 2010 with a single and a B-side. And uh, the UK Guardian um, over in England just named it one of the greatest um, alt pop songs of the year and it just took off from there I mean they've actually been been really in love with Nikki and the Dove yeah. over in England for a while I've been watching NME write about this band a lot and didn't really I liked them and I was like oh it's great music but is it really ever going to jump the pond and come over here and then I saw, saw that this band is signed to Sub Pop Records the, one of the great American indie rock labels yes and mm-hmm. there's an EP coming out this fall called Called the Fox that was already released over in England that's coming out this fall over here yeah. and uh, I think it's going to be huge. I mean, like I said they have that pop brilliance with the anthemic choruses um, and, and but still have, you know, kind of weird yeah. uh, Swedish noir pop sound that Sweden's become well known for. <laughs> But, you know, Nikki and the Dove have only really been playing Bill as a band since last spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, last spring meaning 2010, excuse me, not this spring. And um, they, they were friends for a long time, the two of them. And so they, they cut a record together just to see what would happen and cut this track together called DJ Ease My Mind. It's this like really ghostly dark yeah. dance pop anthem. And it just went viral online pretty much. Uh, you know, everybody was going crazy for it. So they decided, you know what, since this did well, 
let's keep going. Let's turn out some more songs. So they've been putting out these EPs on Moshi Moshi Records, which is turning out to be one of the hot new labels over in the UK and really caught a lot of attention from NME and the Sunday Times over in England. Um, People kept, you know, saying over there, it's going to be the next big thing. They're going to be huge. they've only really put out like singles and EPs right now so I just cannot wait to hear this album that comes out next March and you know I thought about maybe I shouldn't talk about Nikki and the Dove right now maybe I should talk about Nikki and the Dove next March when they really you know launch themselves over here in the US but I think I need to start talking about this band now because I think they're kind of set to become like the next Florence and the Machine over here in the States and I think that's saying a lot and I know that's saying a lot but hold me to it. I think they're going to be huge over here. I feel like when I first heard Florence and the Machine, I remember thinking, this is really interesting. It's pop music with an edge. Yeah. Commercial radio is never going to touch this. And then you get on that big film uh, with Julia Roberts and soon everybody's embracing Eat, it. Pray, love. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know, poised with sub pop records, this weird, dark, kind of nostalgic Swedish pop duo could potentially be huge over here if yeah. given the right platform. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with this group. I think they, they're big fans of pop music, you can tell, because they're trying to belt out those huge pop hooks yeah. in the arrangements, but it's nothing like modern chart music these days. Like It's very much got an edge to it, Yeah, and which you don't really exciting. hear the auto-tuner either in, the, in their music. No, there's group. no auto-tuner, thank God. <laughs> Sweden, Sweden band the auto-tuner. God I haven't heard any them. Swedish yeah, music yeah. with auto-tune in it, yeah. thankfully. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some out there. But, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons to them of uh, The Knife, yeah. of uh, Karin from The Knife. Um, but I also hear a lot of, in the arrangement, not necessarily in what she sounds like, but I hear Princess Purple Rain a lot, Bill. Like those anthemic choruses um, and, you know, stadium-like yeah. uh, sounds. I also think she sounds a lot like Cindy Lauper. You know, and Cindy Lauper, as campy as she was, was pretty brilliant and has a really great voice. What did you say to me the other day? You were well, she's like, the, how can such a big voice come out of such a little mouth? Yeah, yeah. that's what Malin kind of sounds mm-hmm. like. Is, is She's this huge voice out of this little tiny woman. It's yeah. really magnificent. But um, but yeah, they, they put out these huge, massive pop hits that could fill like entire stadiums. Yeah. And it's just the two of them. And and I really am excited to see where this goes and see what happens with Nikki and the Dove. You know, one of the great things about them to Bill about this group Nikki and the Dove is uh, they won't tell us what Nikki and the Dove means. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah. Which I think makes them even more mysterious. Yeah, it makes me think of that song by by Prince. That's maybe. why I think maybe Prince <laughs> popped into my head was uh, the Dove yeah. thing, and I'm sure he's dated Darling a few. Nikki? Darling Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe it's a Prince reference. Who knows? Who knows? Nikki and the Dove is the new artist we're talking about here on the next big thing on Music Heads. Melanie, thanks for dropping by. You're welcome. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. What should we check out right now? I think I want to listen to this song called Under the Bridges that was actually on the first EP that they put mm-hmm. out, the DJ Ease My Mind single. I just keep going back to this song. I feel like this is the song that really drew me in when I first heard them. It's Under the Bridges by Nikki and the Dove. And it's here on Music Heads. Through the tunnel where Yenny used to live in Then you'll make a right This is Music Heads from 89.3 The Current from Minnesota Public Radio. It's again time for the guest list feature. And uh, today I'm joined by Tunde Adebimpe from the band TV on the radio. He's in the Twin Cities for a couple of shows with the band. And uh, we thought we'd have him drop by and tell us what he's been listening to of late. So Tunde, what's what's in your player these days? Um, in my player these days um, are, are two records that are really just really exciting to me because they're, they're really rough hewn but but also mm-hmm. just to me kind of perfect because of that you know and they're just they're they're two two really really um individualistic records i don't i don't think i will really get either of these records for at least another five years and that's what i like <laughs> that's what i really like about them you like to be challenged um, musically I yeah i don't know it's that challenged but challenged and not bored you know and, and yeah, also you don't want a repetitive to, hook in a, in a song in other words or something yeah i mean or if or if it is if it is a repetitive hook it should be the weirdest it should be yeah. something you don't really know is a hook until you've listened to the song for like, five years for five years <laughs> you're just kind of like oh that's 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 it you know they just both sound really fresh to me that's that's something that like I really value a lot nowadays. Yeah. Um, so and, what's your pick? Um, my pick uh, first record mm-hmm. is a record by the band Shabazz Palaces, who are from Seattle. This band is comprised of Ishmael Butler, who is formerly in the bands uh, Cherry Wine and uh, Diggable Planets. Oh but sure, this is his Diggable new. Planets, right on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's actually I mean, and also knowing you know his, his previous output, you know, and that was kind of a while ago, but it's it's even more inspiring to know that someone who has done a lot and could really easily just kind of shrug it off and say, yeah. you know, I don't want to, you know, what, what am I going to push for anymore is making something that's really, my friend Ryan was saying it's, it's about 
it's about five or six minutes ahead of its time, which is a really nice, <laughs> you know, it's like a great, you know, like looking forward to being like in the middle of those, of those it's minutes. It's better than being so 10 minutes ago, right? It's better than being so 10 minutes ago, you know, to be perpetually five minutes ahead of your time. That's yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty great. For me, who's, you know, like I haven't, I haven't really been like, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself like an, an active fan of hip hop you know, like for, for, for many, many years, but I don't know if most of hip hop was kind of going in the, in a direction that, that I, I, I don't know, like it, it's kind of presumptuous to say you thought anything would go in any sort of direction, yeah, but like, yeah. you know, there, I just feel like there's so many avenues for, you know, like, uh, sampling, sampling culture and, and, um, and, and rhyming over beats can go absolutely anywhere. And I feel like it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, maybe because of money has has turned into a, it's a pretty pretty narrow lane. Yeah. But, I, but I feel like you know you listen to this this album and it's kind of like a galaxy of like you know like a small a, a small glimpse of, of a galaxy and, and what what um you know just just music generally could be. But definitely you know um, the foundations in in hip hop or rap. It's just super super inspiring, like technically and emotionally. You know. Mm-hmm. And the album is called Black Up. What song did you pick for us to to check out? There's um, a song called An Echo from the Hosts That Profess Infinitum. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here we stand. Slave to networks, master plans. Swags the brand, open a can. Chains are still, yeah, I never ran. I brag, I boast, I kill, I coast. I toast to cake and crime. Doing the most, a stronger dose. A king at leisure time. So... So your grace of mine Dope is lace, fantasticize Gang signs poised to hang them high Swindle, oh yeah, that's my guy The forecast heat with chance to blast Hustle though, sure don't seem fast My kiss, my list, my dreams, my statue Certain things need not be asked What else have you been listening to, Tunde? Also been listening to this record by It's called Suaranaga mm-hmm. Um by Arrington Di Dionisio's Malakat Dancinga. Arrington Di Dionisio also played in a band called Old Time Religion. It's funny, both these bands, they're definitely both from the Pacific Northwest. I think they're both from Seattle, which is kind of great. Shabazz um, Palace is on Sub Pop and... Arrington Di Dionisio's on K Records, and those are you know two two uh, record labels that you kind of grew up with, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, they're really formative, you know. So I'm really glad that I'm still hooked on both of them. Mm-hmm. So how did you discover um, the Suara Naga album? Strangely enough, like I was in the record store and I picked it up and looked at the album art, which and, and you thought you wanted it just from the album well, art. Yeah, wow, it was weird, I and then I loved it. Yeah, you're an artist anyway. You're you know yeah. a lot of different stuff. So I imagine the the art has an impact on it you. It does, right? and it was really you know like these really kind of you know, graceful ink drawings and you know, bird bird headed creatures and you know just I, you know I like that stuff, mm-hmm. so I um I picked it up and then just kind of realized and I, I recognized Arrington Di Dionisio's name from somewhere I didn't realize that it was old time religion but the story too you know of him uh, he's singing all of these songs in a kind of a I guess it's sort of a broken Indonesian he he learned wow. the, in, the Indonesian language. And has been performing these songs in in this. Uh, I, I was just I was reading something with him, and he said it's not exactly grammatically correct, but it's emotionally <laughs> correct, and they just sound, you know, like again, it's like I don't, I don't, it's not something I'm gonna get anytime soon, but it feels really great to listen to this this record. Yeah, I guess, and I guess both of these records, I just realized it's it's really interesting to see a, a, a different side of someone whose older work you're kind of you're familiar with, and you know. Yeah. 
and whether it's something that you're familiar with and know really well or know a little bit about, it's just it's just really inspiring when when people peel back another layer and really really um, occupy that space in a really really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Well, Tunde, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. Good luck with all your future endeavors, and good luck on the tour with TV on the radio. And we'll chat with you again soon. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. It's been the guest list here on Music Hats. Again, for the music meeting, I want to welcome our morning show co-host, Jill Riley. Hi, Jill. Hello. Welcome back. And Lindsay Kimball is here. She is our overnight host and program coordinator. Did I get all that right, Lindsay? You got it all right. Excellent. Blitz and Trapper is back with their third sub-pop album, their fourth overall. The band's latest is American Goldwing. It shows the band continuing to head down the country rock Americana path, as they've done on the last couple albums. And as with most of their albums, there's a few exceptions to that rule. Eric Early is Blitz and Trapper's leader. He wrote all the songs and he sings them. The songs were written after the death of someone close to him. It gives many of the songs a mournful tone. Early reminisces about the drug-running good old boys in the hills, that final high school dance, and that moment when someone you love walks away and you can't help but love her anyway. The album seems influenced by the music that they heard growing up or maybe their parents' record collection. I hear things like the Grateful Dead, Neil Young, and the Stones. Goldwing is the new album from Blitz and Trapper. Lindsay, is it working for you? You know, I feel like this record is um, part two yeah. of Wild Mountain Nation. Like, they could have just kept recording another mm-hmm. 11 songs, and it's this record. It doesn't sound too much different. The only thing I do have to say is I think they went after that southern rock sound a little bit more. I, I hear that a little bit more, too. So my analogy to that is um, they're still wearing their flannel shirts. Mm-hmm. They just ripped the sleeves off. <laughs> For a couple of the songs. <laughs> and the, That's good. Sporting, yeah, I like that. They, they kind of roll out a mullet or something. Who yeah, knows? and they all have rebel flags tattooed on their yeah. forearms. Because yeah. there's times where that twang really comes out and they kind of bring on that southern feel. I mean, they still kind of have that like I'm camping the Boundary Waters sound mm-hmm. in, in a lot of songs. I think they're still kind of going after that songwriting, uh, storytelling sense that you got during the song Fur. Yeah. But I haven't. I don't think they've quite hit that song again. Like that might have been their like one aberration where it was like this gorgeous song about a wolf, and they had a great storytelling thing going on right there. But I think this maybe is what happens when girls get involved. They start writing songs about women and not wolves. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to Dawes too, didn't it? Yeah, God, yeah. they'll do it to you every time. But uh, but they have some gorgeous gems in this. I think mm-hmm. uh, the third track on the record. Uh, 
love the way you walk away as a great banjo ballad almost but still kind of catchy it's not super slowed down they slow down a little bit more in girl in a coat track number six Mm -hmm. but my personal favorite um that i think uh gets to the core of who they are is astronaut the eighth eighth track on the record yeah that was the one that really kind of caught my ear as well and and, uh you know i was reading the the bio about about the album and one of the things it mentioned is yeah i mentioned in the intro is that uh, somebody close to early died Mm -hmm. and this seems like Mm -hmm. it might be about uh, this friend at the pearly gates or something yeah yeah you kind of get the sense that this song it, it and it sneaks up on you because the other ones are um a little bit more accessible and this one it just it grabs you in a in a sneakier way mm-hmm. How about you, Jill? Is the album working for you? Well, I think I have the same kind of dilemma that Lindsay is having. Um, that song, Fur, you know, that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. it was such a high point for, like, for me as uh, someone that listens to their music that, you know, I went into this record, the new record, thinking, is there going to be a fur? You know, is there going to be a song that I'm going to like at least as much as I like fur? Blitz and Trapper, they just work for me as a band. Um, you know, I'm going to have to give this record a few more spins to really kind of mm-hmm. um, you know, figure out what I really do like about it. Um, but you know, I was really surprised when the album, when I put it on and I put play, um, Might Find It Cheap, that opening track, there was some kind of heavy electric guitar yeah, going on there. Yeah, it was pretty chunky, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. I, just, I mean, that surprised me. So I thought, wow, I mean, is it, this going to be like kind of a heavier record? And then um, by the time I got to my hometown, those guitar sounds, there were some like, uh, you know, electric guitar lines that kind of reminded me of George Harrison or Eric Clapton. Oh, definitely, yes, I um, heard that too. And then by the time I got to Girl in a Coat, it was very Bob Dylan-esque. And uh, the title track, American Goldwing, I loved the harmonica on there. And it just, it kind of started out heavy and and then it, mm-hmm. it kind of, uh, you know, it becomes sweeter and more of like that um, alt-country folk sound that yeah. they're known for. Yeah, in the beginning, it kind of sounds like they're a couple of uh, choruses away from Sweet Home Alabama at times. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it, was, it wasn't it was what I was expecting. Um, I did like the song Astronaut as well. In fact, I hit play on it one more time before I moved on. Um, taking it easy so long, very... Flying Burrito Brothers like, or even the Birds when they were more of a you know a country band. Um, what did Graham Parsons called American Cosmic Music. Yep, that's, that's what's what, right in there. That's mm-hmm. uh, I think that's the perfect way to put it. The record closes out. Um, this isn't the last song. It's the second to last song. Street Fighting Sun. Mm-hmm. Again, it had a really heavy guitar, and not just an electric guitar, but. It kind of almost made me laugh a little bit, just how heavy it was. And, um, of course, I have to point out the fact that they had a mouth harp going, so it gave it kind of that, like, (laughs) you know, southern feeling to it as well. Mouth harp, Ozark, Ozark harp, juice harp, space harp. Jaw harp. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Jews yeah. harp. It's even mm-hmm. been called, but uh, you know, 
Jews heart may be considered kind of controversial, politically incorrect, yes. politically incorrect. So not a lot of people say that anymore. But that's what I read on the list, like Jews harp. And I thought, well, did somebody just mishear somebody say it it's the mis- non-politically correct way? It's the Southern spelling <laughs> right. of the word. So it, Jews. it always yes. reminded me of like uh, the Rolling Stones a little bit. And just hearing that uh, that jaw harp reminded me of like the Who and Joe Walsh and stuff like that. Who they cite as an influence, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. maybe that's uh, where they got the idea to throw and some jaw harp so uh street fighting sun it was just like kind of the big rocker and then a lot of sweet songs just kind of sandwiched in the middle on the record mm-hmm. i thought But uh, ultimately, I think this is a really good band, and sometimes I wonder, are they really even a band? It just seems so much like this is Eric Early's project, the guy who sings the songs, he writes them, he plays guitar, but maybe they're just, Boots and Trapper is just a device for the recording, and and they're just, they're stuck with the band name, and they just kind of do it. But I'm, I'm surprised all these other guys have stuck with him. They must really like his songs. Right. Because they, there has not been any lineup changes in, in uh, like five years now. Well, and they're pl- or he or they're putting out plenty of material. I mm-hmm. mean, they've been doing like one record a year. Which nobody does anymore. Right. I mean, you kind of think, well, wait a minute. When was their last record? Oh, it was just last year, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, they have no shortage of material. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing what they do in the future. And for now, again, I'm going to try to spend some more time with this album to really... That's kind of the way I am. I don't yeah. know if I'm just cursed in listening to too much music sometimes, but it really takes me a few listens before I can formulate a good opinion, yeah. I guess. Well, I think this is a slow grower. I was going to say uh-huh. you really have. Yeah. I mean, I've probably listened to it like six or seven times, and I'm still trying to get into it, because in order to really get the subtle nuances of some mm-hmm. of the lyrics and understand, even going back to Fur, which you keep bringing up, that was a story, and it's kind of like little kids reading books, yeah. and you have to read it over and over. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to listen to this over and over until you really get it, because there's always something new you pick up on every time you hear it. Mm-hmm. And with that song as well, I feel like as, as a listener to their music that's where the bar is set for me yeah me too so uh you know i gotta find i don't know if i'm finding another fur in this record but um i'm definitely gonna spend some more time with it well thanks for dropping by jill riley and Lindsay kimball yeah thank you bill it's thank been you a pleasure talking about the new album from blitz and trapper called american goldwing and uh, one of the songs that i thought was one of the highlights you gotta you gotta get all the way to the very end it was called stranger in a strange land and uh that really was maybe the prettiest song i thought on the album and lyrically one of the best so let's check it out right now on music heads inside my brains keeps the memories contained but I miss you like the wind misses the trees cause I'm a stranger in a strange land guess I left the world behind but my love is like the galaxy seems slow but it sure does shine yeah and when I'm gone you know me by the friends I leave behind
You're listening to Music Heads, music news for music lovers. It's time now for the essentials, where we let you know what records are must-haves to any Music Heads collection. And Jade, our weekend host, is here. Hi, Jade. How are you? Hey, I'm I'm doing good. I'm super pumped to be able to be on the essentials and share this one with you. All right. What did you pick? Uh, so I picked the Stone Roses, mm-hmm. their first album, the amazing self-titled album from them, the Stone Roses. It's one of those albums that I think is entirely underrated. Yes, I don't understand yes. why more people don't claim the Stone Roses as their influence, especially now when you hear so many songs that sound like the Stone Roses sound mm-hmm. in, on their on their self-titled album. It's it's ridiculous, and I, I think that it, it's one of those albums that sounds so pertinent to this, the sound of right now and what's happening now, but it also has the same feeling of something old and has this vintage vibe to it that I yeah. think a lot of people are trying to make their music sound like now. There's something about them where, you know, I suppose the point could be argued that this is kind of the defining album of the of the mad Chester scene. I mean, there's Happy Mondays and New Order a little bit, though actually New Order kind of was a precursor to, to the mad Chester scene, though they were certainly a big influence on it. But this could be, you know, you could argue the point, this is maybe the most important album of that era. Yeah, I, well, and that was the thing is they were the band yeah. of that era and didn't have an album for so long. They were just mm-hmm. playing live shows and word of mouth got out. And so when they finally got together and put an album down, it's their very first album, but it sounds like they've been a band for years, which, of course, mm-hmm. they had been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And there's so many great things about it. I mean, you, you, they, so combined, uh, they combined the rock and roll with the dance music and, and kind of created a style and a scene all their own, really. And it, a lot of the songs almost have a prog sort of sound mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on, which is, which is gorgeous, especially in a song like Waterfall, which there's an epic ending about a, a minute and a half of just prog rock at the end. Yeah, uh, it's it sounds like a waterfall the entire song. It's like you said, danceable and rocky. And you can still sit there and kind of zone out to it. Well, yeah, yeah it has a druggy thing that was, you know, signature to the, the Mad Chester scene. discover an album like this? Uh, Like a lot of the music that I've discovered through my dad. Mm -hmm. He was uh, a huge, huge musicophile and he had The Stones, Simon and Garfunkel, Fleetwood Mac, and then The Stone Roses. So he didn't cash in his chips at the end of the 60s, which is really cool like like many people do, you know? Yeah, I mean he kept it it going and The Stone Roses were one that stuck out in particular to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it was because there was some dance angle to it. There was a little bit of something in there that I could pull out, as opposed to some of the Fleetwood Mac might get a little melodramatic for me. There's something danceable Mm -hmm. in their Stone Roses. Yeah, I always love the the dreaminess of I Want to Be Adored. But my personal highlight from the album, all the way at the end of the album, Fool's Gold. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. One of my prized uh, possessions is the I have it on a 12-inch gold vinyl. With elephant stone on the flip side. 
I Want to Be Adored is one of my all-time favorite songs. There's, you know, It sounds like the surfer rock of today. That's one of those songs where when you listen to that one, mm-hmm. you say to yourself, this is what so many bands are trying to sound like right now. And the fact that they don't mention that the Stone Roses are an influence on them, I don't know if they just skipped over it or if that's they just don't want to claim it. Mm-hmm. If it's unhip to claim the Stone Roses, I'm not really sure, but... Uh, bands like Best Coast are trying to sound like that. I, you you hear it in so many bands right now. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It's a band that that doesn't even make you know any lists really for their greatness because their career was actually so short. What did they have? Uh, three albums, maybe something like that, and they really haven't done anything since 1994. But if you follow like the British press, their name always you know there's always some sort of reunion that never really happens. <laughs> well, they were they were also just scene stirs, yeah, causing trouble and you know, like I said, they they had been in the scene for so long before they actually put out an album and I think that was all of their energy and focus finally came to head with the Stone Roses their first album and then after that what was it seven years six years before they put out another album I think this was 89 and 94 Second Coming came out and that was pretty much about it yeah so yeah yeah sort of flickered out there Mm -hmm. which is which is sad and probably why not that many people have it in their collection. Yeah, and I suppose it's probably, you know, the, if they release anything, it's not going to be on the scale of these. So I, I suppose, you know, this is probably the highlight of the Stone Roses career. Yeah, the self-titled album from Stone Roses. Any other song you want to you wanna spin for us there, Jade? Uh, she Bangs the Drums. Yeah, That's, that sounds great. Yeah, a dirty and clean song all at the same time. You know, beautiful sort of pristine vocals and dirty guitar in the background. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. It's our in-the-studio host, Jade. Thanks for dropping by. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And this is music from Stone Roses here on Music Cat. It's been the essential. Music heads from 89.3 The Current and Minnesota Public Radio. I want to thank my colleagues for contributing to the show, including Jill Riley, Melanie Walker, Jade, and Lindsay Kimball. 
Props to Tunde Adebimpe of TV on the Radio for sharing some of the music he loves with us. And special thanks to executive producer Melanie Walker and Derek Stevens for making this show happen. And to our intern, Alex Wright. Thanks to members of Minnesota Public Radio and The Current for making shows like this one happen. And thanks to you for listening. Find us at thecurrent.org slash musicheads. We'll wrap up this week's show with a sneak peek of a track from Waves, the San Diego surf punk band led by Nathan Williams. The new EP is called Life Sucks, which is set for release on September 20th. Here's a zany new track called I Want to Meet Dave Grohl. Don't we all? And we'll catch you in a week here on Music Heads.